Hey guys, this is Leticia. And I'm Micah. And And welcome welcome to to Real Talk. Talk. So we're two young adults who are just trying to figure this thing called life out. So join us on this journey as we figure it out together. Hello, Micah. Hello, Leticia. It has been so Oh my goodness. Who are you? Guys, I have... (laughs) I'm telling you, I forgot what your voice sounded like. Yeah. It's been, what, two months? Has it? Three months? I think it might have been three months. It's been a long time. That's crazy. So, yeah. I want, like, I just, I want to know what you've been doing. Like, I know you're in... Um, ministry right now and you're just I don't know I don't even know what you're doing honestly you could have moved and I wouldn't know really I could Um, be out of the country (laughs) and yeah no I'm not um I want to know the same things about you um I know yeah so I am a oh my gosh I'm so sorry if uh, Azari is heard in the background she is at home with me today and so if there's noise just disregard that is that is mom life but anyway that's okay you're a mom you got to do what you got to do that's right so um for those who don't know i am a uh, campus missionary intern with uh the organization known as chi alpha um, which is Mm. nationally uh, recognized or nationally present uh, however that's worded but um, basically they they get involved with the campuses around the nation across the nation and um our goal is to to rip people out of hell essentially um spread the gospel and um we're really big on discipleship and so that filter is down through every level whether that's big groups small groups or one-on-one um discipleship so um that is in a in a teeny tiny nutshell that's what i do um but my, my days are pretty packed. There have been crazy things that have been going on, miracles, healings, deliverances, salvations, like baptisms in the Holy Spirit, baptisms in water, rededications, like just you name it, and it's been happening. And so, um, but the cool thing is that over all of those, you know, crazy things that have been happening, they, Chi Alpha strives to really focus on, um, like not, not letting any, um, you you know, sign or wonder or, you know, the things get in the way of being, um, and abiding Mm. with the father, abiding in the father. And so, um, I re I love that. I, I love it's, it's so valuable to be on a team with healthy leadership. Obviously, they're not perfect, but healthy leadership um, whose first focus is Abba, you know. And so, um, and I can that's beautiful. I can go into more details on that in a bit. But what are you doing right now? How's school? What's going on? Wow. Wait. So, so you've been. So, what does like before we get to me? What do your days look like? Like being a part of that ministry? Because I know that like it's a full time thing. So, what does like what does your schedule look like? Like, what does that look like practically? Um. So I've got, um, we've got prayer time, we've got staff prayer, we've got meetings, we've got um, evangelism time where we go out two by two, mm. um, literally on the campus. That's so cool. And um, yeah. we just, we go to whoever the Lord tells us to speak to and um, and crazy things have happened through that. But then we've got um, 
big services that we prepare for and we, we hold, and then we've got small groups. Um, I've got a small group that I lead, and then I've got, um, it, in my small group alone, um, I've got 21 girls, which is um, wow, pretty crazy. 21. I was not expecting that. Is crazy. I was not expecting that oh that number goodness. to happen, but it did. And I'm like, Jesus, how do I how do I do this? But um, <laughs> I've got me and, and a co leader. But um, we each take on like um, we we split them up. I've got the majority, but we disciple them one-on-one as well. So I've got 12 or 13 girls that I'm also discipling one-on-one in addition to that. Mm. Um, personally building relationship, inviting them into my life, and really making disciples that make disciples that make disciples. Um, I, I would say I've got, like, my my core three that the Lord, like, shared with me that I, I needed to, like, invest a little bit heavier in because they're they're mm-hmm. the extra hungry ones, and they want to make disciples. And so it's really really investing in them to to continue the call um so that it goes way further beyond me um but then we've got we've got that we've got um oh my goodness we've got events that we hold throughout the week we've got um I don't know why I'm like forgetting right now why I'm blanking I can pull up my my schedule but it's nuts um there's there's preaching labs there's classes there's um it's yeah it's just so it's kind of like is it kind of like college a little bit but like for I don't know preparing for the gospel and like like because you're taking classes and stuff too right yeah yeah so I am taking classes that's um that happens two times a week um okay and so I actually got to preach my first sermon a couple weeks back and I'm, I'm preaching my second one next Tuesday yeah yeah, so that's cool. They give you what? they give you a preacher Micah. Stop. <laughs> but no, they give you it's it's special because they give you a safe space oh to goodness. not fail yeah. but to learn and grow and to cultivate that. And so it's funny cuz after I did my first one, um I was expecting to be like, I'll never do this again. Um and yeah, it was awful, but I came out of that with so much like I mean, they they did not spare um, any corrective criticism. They were also really encouraging, but like I, I wanted to take that and run, and I was so excited to do the next one. And so, I do believe um, I will be speaking more in the future. And I wasn't expecting to be as excited about that as I was, but um, yeah, it's been it's been wow. nuts. Um, so yeah, and then I do side it jobs outside of that. Um, just like um, to compensate financially Um, but then that's also ministry ground as well that I carry you know my missions work into and so it's a a full-time plus kind of thing and how has all of that been with like having you know being a mother too how has how have you like been balancing all of that because that sounds like a lot by itself yeah so how you know how has that been? The grace of God. <laughs> that's that's all there is mm. to it. Um, I, I can't, I, I don't even fully know how to answer that question. I will say the Lord um, told me about a month ago. He was like, I'm removing certain, certain distractions so that you can fall in mm. love with being a mom. Um, because being a mom, like specifically in my situation, there's been a lot of trauma that's surrounded it. And I haven't, Either, either I haven't allowed myself or I haven't allowed the Lord or the situation, the circumstance hasn't allowed for just like being present in parenting. It's the hardest job you'll ever have, but mm. it's the most rewarding. It's the most beautiful thing. And so um, 
yeah, it's, it's, it's so powerful. Um, even just like tapping into the grace to be able to bring Azaria into those evangelistic settings, bringing her into life group, bringing her up in, uh, you know, in a way where she loves Jesus and she knows the love of Jesus over her life, um, has been so powerful, uh, to be able to, you know, to bring her into that. Um, but every day is, is, is a bit different and it's not easy. I can tell you that, but his grace truly is so sufficient. So sorry, I, I had to, had to mute just then because, um, the little one needs me, but, um, yeah, I'd love to hear just okay. more about what's going on with you. Um, yeah. What, what are you doing? How's school going? Like what, what is Leticia's life looking like? Oh, um, what are we in November? Um, I mean, I've just been teaching, teaching my first graders and this, this year, the class is completely different than my class last year. Like this, class honestly last year I was blessed with a very obedient class um, a class that was just you know I mean it was still difficult but a class that really followed directions a class that really like was grateful for the things that we were doing whereas this class is very I don't even know how to explain it but they're very um they can be very ungrateful mm. and they can be very just me, me, me. I want this. This is me. This is, you know, yeah. just just very like self-centered. And so this class and I have a lot more this year. Last year, I only had 11 because of COVID. This year, I have 16 um, and most of them are boys. So it is. Oh, God bless constantly you. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, I've been like just exhausted from that. Um, because I'm also only a second year teacher. Yeah. So I'm still trying to figure out what works because what, what worked last year does not work this year. So I'm literally having to like completely figure out, okay, what do these students need? Mm -hmm. And it's definitely showing me how different God has created every person. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't just repeat the same thing. You have to like every student is so different mm -hmm. and you have to see what works for them. So, um, yeah, that has been a lot. And that's just been honestly like by God's grace. Cause some days I'm like, I don't know if I'm meant to be a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. Wow. That's really, that's really powerful. And I think that like what you brought up, um, about, you know, there, there's, not a formula or, you know, one thing that works with everybody. I think that translates, you know, it to, into so much of what we do relationally. Um, just any interaction with people and, and I'm learning that in ministry as well. And these girls that I'm mentoring, um, you know, a, a lot of them, uh, there, there are several of them that, that struggle with the same kind of, of issue, for instance. Um, and, every one of them has to be handled so differently. Like it's so delicate and it's so personal. And I think even more so that makes me think, wow, God, like you are just so magnificent and yet so personal. And you you truly do tend to each one of us um, differently. And you're like, you're so, yeah, and you're so patient. Like, and so it's encouraged me in, in patience for sure. Like, oh man, why isn't this one getting it? And I'm like, okay, Lord, like give me the grace to like tend to her how she needs, you know? So. Yeah. Anyway. And it reminds us like how patient he is with us. Yeah. 
when we aren't getting it. Yeah. You know, because kids are so beautiful and powerful and like their lives are powerful because you can learn so much from children, you know, and I feel like that is one thing. Like if you look at a child's life, you can truly learn so much about God from that Mm -hmm. and how he is with us, you know, and that's one thing he's really been showing me daily. Like um, one thing I do in my class, I call it redemption, right? So because I try to like Obviously, it's a Christian school, but that doesn't mean that necessarily like Christ is in it. You know, Mm -hmm. like you have to still be intentional about Jesus being a part of every moment. Right. Um, And so one thing we do is something called redemption. And so, you know, obviously, like there's discipline and there's, you know, if they do something wrong or they do something that I've told them over and over not to do, there are consequences. Mm -hmm. Right. But we also do redemption. And so if let's say they do something and they get five minutes off of recess, you know, Mm -hmm. um, we'll go into recess and I'll say, class, we've been talking about redemption. Should I give Johnny his five minutes back? And they'll be like, hmm, well, he didn't listen, but we can can give him grace Mm. and let's see if he does better next time. You know, and and then I tell Johnny, I say, Johnny, okay, you have your five minutes back. And I don't do this every time because you also have to learn consequences. But, you know, it's a beautiful reminder that like grace is undeserved favor. Mm. It is not you're not getting it back because you deserve it. You are getting it back solely because of grace. Yeah. Like that is it, you know, and so that's like. It's crazy how much you can learn about the gospel through children. That's so good, Latisse. And how I'm telling you, like God is, that is one thing I'm really grateful for. And even though it's hard, it's like he's daily showing me how he is with us, how he gives us undeserved grace, Mm -hmm. undeserved, just, just, just everything. Yeah. And we don't deserve it. But it's not, we don't get it because we deserve it. We get it because he's God and that is his character. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, man. Yeah, that's. Like, just the things I get to see is crazy. That is so powerful. I love that you're implementing that into your classroom because these kids can carry that with them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. You know? Um, You know, generally. And hopefully they'll see Jesus like that. Right. You know? As a person who gives you know, who forgives over and over. And again, I teach them too, like, that doesn't mean that we do it intentionally. Right. You know, if I come and I steal your marker and I give it back to you and I say, I'm sorry I took your marker. Can you forgive me? You'll say, yeah, I forgive you. Right. Mm -hmm. But then if I do it again the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day and I keep coming back to you, you're going to be like, really? Are you really sorry? Yeah. And I teach them in, you know, a simple comp in a simple situation of stealing a marker, but it's the same thing with the gospel and with living for Jesus. Like if we say sorry, but then we keep intentionally doing it day after day after day, are we really sorry? Yeah. I mean that, that you know that kinda goes back to the old testament, right? Like they just started offering up sacrifices, but there was zero repentance. Mm-hmm. And so um yeah. the <laughs> It's it's amazing because like yes like God is a righteous judge and His wrath and His love are just as just as severe, right? Um, but like 
even in their state, their unrepentant state, he still was like, I'm going to make a way. And, and, and then he chose to, to send Jesus. And um, something that has been crazy to me uh, recently in mentoring my girls is that like a lot of them have been what we call cult- cultural Christians, right? They've grown up in a Christian mm-hmm. home, gone to church their whole life. But they have no idea. And I, I mean, it, I, was, I was way too old when I learned this too, why Jesus actually came, why he actually had to come, why it mattered, why, why we needed him mm. in the first place, why, you know, um, why the, the wages of sin is death. You know, why is that? Like, and, and so many times, um, you know, I'm talking to these girls that have grown up in the church and they're like, yeah, I'm like, I'm saved, you know, like Jesus died for my sins. Um, and so I'm saved and I'm like, well, that's awesome that, you know, he died for your sins. Like that's the greatest gift to humanity. But does that mean that, you know, the person down the street that, you know, does not actively follow Jesus but he knows that Jesus died for his sins or, or because doesn't even know that, but because Jesus died for his sins as well, that he's saved. And so they're like, Oh man, well, no. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of pieces, um, to it that I think we've, we've missed and maybe done a poor job in the church of really like teaching the nature of God, um, what he's truly like, who we are in him, how we're found in him, um, what it actually means to be a child of, child of God, um, and to count the cost of what it looks like to, to follow Jesus. Um, so anyway, that's been, that's been crazy to begin, uh, kind of unpacking with, with my mentees, um, it's funny to even like think of myself as a, as a mentor. Cause I'm like, I'm still, you know, getting so many parts of this together myself, but within being able to mentor, the Lord has been restoring my own heart and, um, redeeming and doing a lot of healing and, um, even just like motivating to live out the gospel, um, that I, I I'm telling them about. Um, and so, you know, you can't have Jesus as Savior without him Him being Lord. You know, you can't have Jesus as Savior and not Lord. That's what um, my campus pastor says a lot, Pastor Anthony Saladino. Um, and so I've been, I've been trying to pass that on to, to my girls, but live that out in a way um, where they recognize the, the daily death to self. You know, something I was reading recently was um, that, we can't expect to take part in the resurrection life of Jesus if we're not willing to take part in his death. Um, and I was like, ouch, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> um, so learning to moment by moment, not just when the, in the morning when I wake up or, or before I go to bed or whatever, but moment by moment, I choose to die to myself um, so that you can live through me, Jesus. I choose to die to myself. Um, because even though the cost is great, Jesus is greater. And following him is, um, there's just, there's no satisfaction. There's no fulfillment outside of it. Um, so anyway, that's what I got to say. Wow. That is beautiful that you just get to like minister to these girls and actually, you know, teach them what it looks like to, truly follow Jesus and truly know like what 
um, why he came, mm-hmm. you know, and that they're actually saved and not just, you know, because that's how I was before I got saved too, like for real saved, you know, born again saved. I thought I was saved. I'm like, I grew up in the church. I grew up um, going to church my whole life. Of course, I'm going to heaven. But in actuality, if I would have died, I would not have gone to heaven. Mm. And that is the craziest. That's the crazy part because I grew up in church thinking I was going to go to heaven. Isn't that nuts? You know, thinking I was going to be with Jesus forever. It is crazy. Yeah. Because a lot of people are in the church like that today. And it's, you know, we have to speak the truth to them that it's not just um, you say this prayer and then you you ultimately get to just go to heaven forever no matter how you live your life. Like you actually have to There's There's too much emphasis on the prayer and not enough emphasis on the decision, you know? Like there's, it's a daily decision. It's not, because I I was taught that too. It's a cost. There was a girl I met with who was like, well, I said the prayer that my youth pastor told me to pray, so I guess I'm saved. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Oh you know, why did why did you need Jesus? Yeah. Did you need Jesus? And and we walked through and basically by the end of that conversation she was like, I don't think I'm saved. You know? And and then yesterday mm. I met with a girl who grew up in the church and she's like, Yeah, like I know I just like need to like work on my I know I know I just need to like, you know, pray. I know I just need to like read the Bible. I know I need to I grew up in the church, whatever. And I was like, Okay, scratch all that, you know, not scratch, but for a moment, pause, and if if you were to die tonight, do you what what's the percentage that you believe you'd go to heaven? And she said seventy percent. And I said, Well, being saved is a hundred percent chance. Like it's you're you're guaranteed. Mm. Yep. And so yesterday she um we I, I see it more as a salvation because I don't know that she ever really got saved, but we we kind of like recorded it as a rededication. Um but by the end of that conversation she she decided to rededicate and so I walked through that prayer with her but it was less about the prayer and more about you know the decision, the internal okay, moving yeah. forward I choose you. Like a heart decision. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Wow. And that's that's what we're here for to like speak the truth to to remind people that like we were there too like we were in a place where we thought we were saved and we were not and thankfully someone told us the truth you know and thankfully people were around us willing and and they were willing to say hey you know i know you grew up in church but that is different than being a saved born again follower of jesus You know, and your life looks so different when you're a saved, born again follower of Jesus mm-hmm. and when you are a Christian that goes to church. Mm-hmm. Like they're, t- they, they look so different. So yeah. I'm really glad that like the Lord has you in there's that place. A, there's fruit, you know, you'll know them by their fruit. And actually, so I'm going to be preaching mm-hmm. my next sermon on Tuesday about, about this. So a lot of times we, um, like in Galatians, it talks about the fruit of the spirit, right? And we a lot of times get mm-hmm. teachings on the fruit itself, but the the uh, title of my sermon is walking by the spirit that produces fruit, and not necessarily mm. you know focusing on the fruit because you know there's there's atheists who could say yeah I know I know love or I have patience or I have self control or I've you know whatever but like. It's the spirit that empowers us. If we're not walking and abiding in his spirit and walking by his spirit, then all of like the, everything is done in vain. And so really kind of grasping a greater uh, reality. Actually, I'm going to try to pull up a, a quote um, in just a second that really hit yeah. me um, during a sermon I heard 
a little while ago that kind of has to do with this. But anyway, what you think, Leticia? Yeah, I agree. I mean, because like I said, like you see a lot of things that say, you know, walking, walking by the walking in the fruits of the spirit, you know, walking in your fruits and focusing like an emphasis on the fruit. But if you look at a plant, there is no fruit when it starts. You have to plant the seeds. You have to water it. You have to keep watering it daily. And from that constant watering, then it produces a fruit. But a lot of times we are trying to take care of the fruit. We're trying to take care of just like the stuff hanging off the tree. But farmers aren't taking care of the fruit. They're taking care of the actual, the seeds and the roots and making sure that their soil is constantly taken care of, you know? And so it's like, it's the same thing. If you think of farmers and think of Christianity, it is the same thing. We are focusing on the root, which is Jesus. And then out of that, out of being with him, we look more like him. You know, just like they say, like when you're with, you're dating someone or something, right? They're like, oh, you guys are starting to look the same, you know, because you're with them so much. And so it's like, it's not about us trying to be more patient or us trying to be more joyful. It's about us being with Mm -hmm. Jesus. And then out of that, he does it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's so powerful. And that reminds me of two things. So I did pull up the quote, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But I also felt like the Lord recently redefined like the scripture to me that says the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I felt like what he was saying, because I've always kind of seen that scripture as like, oh, the like the the laughter that he carries or like the happy go lucky, like always a smile on his face. Joy, you know, that we kind of define it as um, is my strength. But I really believe because uh, one of the one of the the definitions of the word joy is uh, delight, and so the delight of looking at him, of being with him, the, the the delight I find in the Lord is my strength, right? Like that's that's where it comes from. Um, but to to go over this quote real quick, um, it's by John Piper, and. Um, It says, I sometimes fear that we have so redefined conversion in terms of human decisions and have so removed any necessity of the experience of God's spirit that many people think they are saved when in fact they only have Christian ideas in their head and not spiritual power in their hearts. So going back to God's spirit, you know, the spirit of God um, is is our starting place, abiding in that spirit. So what does it look like to um, abide in his spirit? Yeah, so um, I would say, I looked up what abide meant, but I would say um, one of the definitions that it said was to stay or to wait, right? And I was at a conference a few weeks ago and the um, pastor that was preaching was talking about how a lot of times, you know, people will read a scripture here or do a, you know, 365 day Bible plan where you're reading multiple scriptures a day, right? Multiple chapters, multiple scriptures. And she was saying how that is not practical for abiding in God daily, because in order to abide, you have to sit and wait in scripture. And so, you know, that to me was like, wow, okay, like that is completely different than how I've been doing it, because I'm sometimes I think like the more you read, the better. But she's saying, like, pick a scripture, stay there, 
and meditate on that. And so one scripture that I've been, you know, using as my sword um, throughout the past few weeks is in Philippians. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And I have used that scripture so much because, you know, one area that I struggle in is my thoughts. I can be super anxious about my future, about who I'm going to marry, about, you know, what I'm going to do. Um, and so every time those thoughts come, I literally have that sword in my mind and I can say it out loud. And when I've talked to, you know, girls at the church, um, in youth, that is one scripture that I'm constantly repeating and repeating because at the end of that scripture, he gives a promise. It says, do not be anxious about anything. Right. And then it says, by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. And then it says, then it gives a promise. It says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So he's saying, when you lay it down at my feet, there will be peace. And because our God is not a liar, he has to do it which means there is peace once it's laid down. But laying down is a daily, sometimes every second you have to lay down, you have to lay it down. And so, you know, that's one thing that I feel like abide means is to wait and to stay in that scripture and to just stay and be there because one, this one scripture I have been carrying for like weeks but it's not getting old because I'm having to use it daily. Sometimes every minute, sometimes every hour, I have to lay it down, you know? So that's, yeah, that's what, what is abide? Like, what does that mean to you? Well, first, just to address what you said, I think that's so powerful. And I, and obviously like different seasons call for different things. And so, but I feel like I'll, I will, um, I definitely want to implement some of what you just said into my discipleship because um, you know, I've got my girls, um, some of them, the ones who have said, I don't, I'm not getting in my word. And so I was like, okay, let me uh, like, okay, that, that calls for, for a fast. So what is the most valuable thing right now? Well, sleep. So let's wake up at seven o'clock in the morning and get into scripture and reflect on it together. Um, and so we've been doing that. Um, and I have to be really, really careful of trying to go too fast, get through too much scripture. Um, or like, you know, because we, we walk through a different scripture every day. We do reflect on it. But, um, you know, I tell them to carry that through their day. But just to go a little, move a little bit slower, because that's something I, I used to be really in the habit of doing, moving slower. And now um, now I'm like, oh, man, but there's so much here. Um, and it's so good, all of it. And so that's a really great reminder, Leticia. Um, but to, to go on to, to my definition or, or what I believe abide means is um, – well, first I go to like John fifteen four, where it says, abide in me and I will abide in you. Just as the branch cannot produce fruit by itself unless it, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Um, and so it, it's, it talks about this pretty like seriously, right? Like you can't bear fruit, you can't walk, you can't like, because like fruit is the result of life. And so we can't carry life in Jesus unless we are abiding in him. And so when I think of abiding, um, I think of the definition to, to live somewhere or to dwell there. Um, and so kind of along lines of what you were saying, but if I live somewhere, um, 
that that is my um my habitat like that is where i exist um and that encompasses me so i just like picture um like almost like just like living in this this like bubble that surrounds me that you carry out to others you don't live in a bubble but like it this surrounds me this encompasses my being um i go nowhere where this doesn't go because it's 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 completely around me so to abide in in him practically is to live in his spirit to walk um in the knowledge of who he is um i think that starts by learning his character i think that starts by um kind of what you said like lingering listening because we we spend a lot of time talking in prayer we spend a lot of time actually praying but no time listening and that's where we we learn uh to to hear the voice of god um and to rest in his presence. So there's, there's this book by Watchman Nee that I'm reading for the internship called Sit, Sit Walk, Stand. Um, and so for the, the chapter called Sit, he emphasizes how being seated in the presence of Jesus is the only way for him to carry you. So kind of think of um, if, if the Bible says we're saved by grace through faith, then through faith means there is this like tunnel of, of faith that we like walk through. Um to you know to Jesus and so like so what is faith well I already have enough faith right now every everyone contains already contains enough faith to to do to do anything it's the direction not the amount it's the direction to which your faith points um because I, right now I have my faith in something it might not be Jesus that doesn't mean I don't have enough faith it just means the direction of of where my faith is pointing is in the wrong spot um, so what does it mean to direct my faith on Jesus in a daily life, um, in my, in my daily walk? So my, um, my mentor, Michelle Saladino likens it to, um, sorry for my child in the background. Um, she likens it to getting on an airplane. So like you trust when you get on an airplane, you trust the pilot to get you to your next uh, destination. And that whole time on the plane, you are seated, right? You're in a restful position, but you do have to take the step. The pilot's not going to force you to get on that plane. You, you take the step to get on the plane and get into your seat. And so it's a heart posture, positioning, positioning yourself, um, you know, by faith in Jesus, in who he is and getting to know who he is and being seated in his presence, being rested um, in in getting to know him and building a, a pursuit of relationship with him um, to be rested in him for, for him to carry you. Mm, yeah, that's really good. That is really good. And that out. I'll say this last thing, because um, I know you got to get back to your baby. Um, but one, I was reading this book by Tony Evans over the summer. Um, not the one I gave you, but a different one. Um, it was saying God is more than enough. And it talks about how um, it the whole book is based off of the one scripture. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lay, lie down in green pastures, right? And he literally broke down every word in the book. Like the book was based off of that one scripture. Um, And it was really powerful because it was like, you know, in that place where he makes us lay down is where he can deal with us, is where he is, where everything stems from. And so 
you know, that's a part of the abiding, like just him making us lie down. And a lot of times that comes from us having to go through difficult times because that's when we are forced to lie down with him, you know? Um, but it just reminded me of, you know, when you were saying abide and, and waiting and, and sitting, you know, um, and being still like, that is the place that everything else stems from when we are in that place of abiding. So, yeah. Yeah, we is, walk from grace, ooh. you know. Yeah. That's that's the the beauty of it because if we walk from from the doing, then we make ourselves little gods and but if we walk from grace, then we get to magnify the glory of God for what he can do and who he is. There's one last quote and then I'm done talking, but it's another one by John Piper and it says, Grace is the pleasure of God to magnify the worth of God by giving sinners the right and power to delight in God without obscuring the glory of God. So mm. I just, um, I'm like, man, okay, like grace empowers me to abide in you. Grace empowers me to live in your presence and from grace, then you get to show up in my yeah. heart in and my he life. gets the glory mm-hmm. you know it's the glory yeah it's not from everything we do but it's just out of him that's it yeah you know and that's yeah. the whole purpose yeah but um i'm really glad we got to catch up we're definitely gonna have to do this again soon this is the problem micah micah's available during the day and i'm available <laughs> after four and she's not because she has her baby so yeah. we have literally not been able to like catch up to do a podcast in like yeah. months because it's crazy Tragic. and then I'm doing my master's and then you're doing your ministry stuff and then it's just crazy so I'm glad we what's had going on with holiday. your master's can I ask you real quick what's going on with your oh master's? my gosh okay well I started it in the summertime you know um when school ended I started my master's and I I was doing really great and I mean I I love school just in general so I like to learn and everything and um, I was, I finished my first class, uh, like three weeks ago for this semester. And then I started two new classes and lately me and two other teacher friends, we've been getting up at five thirty in the morning to just like spend time with the Lord. Cause we're really just trying to make him our first thing before we start mm-hmm. our days. Right. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, I, like I said, I love school, but I've been noticing, like, I dread, doing like learning what I'm learning and I dread Mm. this internship these internships that are coming up that I have to do and I'm like why am I dreading this so much you know and I feel like um from because we live for God I feel like the Lord has just been saying to me like I I I started this master's um in faith right I told God because I was like God I'm gonna do this I'm just gonna um, yeah. do my master's and, and, you know, hopefully get to make more money and all this different stuff and also have it kind of as a safety net so that whenever I want, I don't want to teach anymore. I can just jump into something different. Right. And I feel like as I've been spending time with him and like really dedicating my days to him in the morning, like the first thing, mm-hmm. um, I feel like he's really been laying on my heart that like this master's is like my backup plan because I don't know exactly where God's taking me. And Mm. so it's kind of a safety net for me. And I feel like the Lord's been saying like, let I'm your safety net. (laughs) Like you don't need a plan B, you know, because 
what I'm studying is I'm studying um, it's a educational leadership with a concentration in admin and supervision. Right. So most people say, oh, you can become a principal. And that's true. But you can do a lot of other stuff with it. But I don't it's not that I wanted to do those things. I just wanted Mm -hmm. a a backup plan, you know. And I really feel like the Lord lately has just been like, let, but that is not where I'm taking you. You Mm. know, like you don't need that. You don't need a backup plan, you know. Um, And I really feel like he's calling me into a different area. I'm not going to speak on it yet because I want to like be sure and I'm not going to jump into anything right now. I'm just going to focus on teaching and my positions like on the church side as the youth event coordinator and stuff. Um, but I really feel like strongly that he's taking me into an area that I won't make a lot of money, unfortunately, but it's something that he has like, I've always had a passion about, you know, and it it has to do with the youth and the church side. I was going to say, I was like, are you going to be a youth pastor? That's what came to me. Girl, bye. Girl, bye. No, I ain't even going to talk about it yet. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Because I'm going to make sure that, but I know what he has put in my heart that I love. And, and one thing that. Um, I don't know if I was watching, listening to a podcast or watching a video, but I remember one time someone saying like, what would you do for free? Mm. If you had to do something for free, what would it be? And I said, I would work with youth and teach them the gospel and teach them how to Mm. walk this walk like that. I would do that for free any day because that is my heart. And I feel like he is leading me towards that. And, you know, so yeah, I don't know what timing and whatever, Girl. but I do know that this master's that I was doing, I was doing wonderful. I mean, I, I did great, passed all my classes, you know, but it was just like, this is dreadful. And I mm. know that that is not our calling, you know, like yeah. to be in dread, you know, you like, you know what the Lord wants for you and you know yeah, what he doesn't. And this, I started to begin to realize is not what he wanted and I went in faith in it because mm-hmm. I was like Lord I want to do something and I knew that if it was for me then I would continue it and if it wasn't he would stop me because I'm his daughter and he's gonna mm-hmm. you know make sure of that so it's really cool to see that like okay I went in faith and now he's showing me that actually the other areas in my heart that I like have been wanting to do that don't seem like they're going to be as financially you know just better um are more so the areas he's pushing me towards so wow well I am so proud of you for (laughs) leaning into the Lord's voice and even just to to encourage you because I get that like I am like bro money what is that so like last month and I think I put this in my newsletter but like last month I uh, I went to the grocery store to get groceries and I finished, you know, putting everything in and, and I went to get my card out and I swiped it and it was declined, insufficient funds. Mm. And I was like, it's the middle of the month, Lord, what is going on? Like, it's not yeah. even the 15th. And um, he had, he had, I, I, yeah. And so I was like, okay, Jesus, like, I trust you. I do not have sufficient funds in my bank account right now, but I trust you. And so um, my mom was able to help with that bank trip, but I still, I'm that bank trip, that grocery trip, but I still didn't have the funds to get through the month. And mm. um, then the next day, um, I, I was just like, Jesus, like, there's just no way. And um, I had $6 in my bank account. And mm-hmm. um, then 
randomly a pastor that um, that I knew growing up, he is associated with, or he's the mentor of my pastors at Virginia Tech High Alpha, and I did not know that when I came here. That was so crazy, um, but he asked to meet with me the next morning, and then at the end of that meeting, which was so impactful, he handed me a check, um, and so, like, and that literally held me wow. through the entire rest of the month but like in this month again like I'm like okay Jesus insufficient funds like you've got to carry me through and so just to encourage you in that like it it uh, there is nothing that I can do right now with everything that I am doing to make money magically show up in my bank account I'm working all the side jobs I can I have support raised and support raised and support raised but the Lord called me to this and he is going to sustain mm. me and so yeah there is nothing like wow. walking in the promise and the purpose of God over your life. And because we are his daughter or his daughters, you know, he will see it through. He's not yes, a man he that will. he should lie like you were saying earlier. And so, like, mm. even though I'm not sure how I am going to pay my bills for this month, like, it's not just like a past thing. Like, no, that's a current thing I'm walking through. And yeah. every month he's like, will you wait? Will you watch me show up or, or are you going to get anxious like the scripture you were just talking about be anxious for nothing yeah. nothing in no area if i'm abiding in jesus do i have the luxury of being anxious that is just it's not something that that's a part of my my new nature right i get to yeah. be guarded in my heart and my mind by the peace that surpasses all understanding because i know that my dad has me that's a part of sonship and daughterhood so just to encourage you like Whatever he walks you into, whatever he carries you into, he will see it through. He will carry you through it. And finances, um, even even while there may not be a may not be an abundance, you will always have more than what you need. Um, mm. And so, anyway, Amen. he's just such a that faithful is so father. True. He really so is, good. man. And he he he's really a good God. He yeah. he always keeps you, and he's gonna keep keeping all of us, you know. And he makes us come to him daily and that's why you know he he doesn't just give us a million dollars now and let us live our life no he gives us five dollars today and five dollars tomorrow and five dollars the next day you know because he's like mm -hmm. keep coming yeah. to me i will give mm -hmm. you your manna for today yep yep you don't yep. need tomorrow's yep nope wow focus on wow. today today has enough troubles and enough worries focus on mm -hmm. today and tomorrow come to me for new mercies yeah. Wow. So this is good. This was so good. I'm glad we got to catch up. And, Me too. Um, Can and I, I just pray you. over you and, and yes. pray out before uh, we, we stop? Please, All right. please, please. Jesus, I just thank you so much for my sister. I thank you for um, just getting to, to come together um, and to, to share in the goodness of our God. Um, we just magnify your name. We just lift you up um, and, and put you in your rightful place in our lives. You are, you are so faithful. And even if you never did it, one, one thing for us again, we would still owe our entire lives to you, God. So I just thank you for who you are and all that you've done. God, um, I just ask right now for a double portion of favor and blessing to be poured out on my sister, on Leticia, and on the, the listeners of this, whoever listens. I just speak life. I speak provision. Um, and just uh, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding to guard your heart and your minds. Um, yeah, just to, to be 
to be placed over your lives and to be um, knitted into the inner workings of your heart. So, Father, just um, encounter each listener of this. Um, God, would you encounter me and Leticia in a, in a new way that we would um, just continuous, continuously be undone by new sides of your face. Uh, there's this song that says, angels are still seeing new sides of your face. I don't know if that's a scripture or not, but they are. You are unending, and God, we choose to continue to tap into your unending nature and your goodness. We love you, God. Thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.